How long did it take for the guy to come? <laughs> Gabagool, over here. Hello and welcome to Gabagool and Roses, the only and best leftist Sopranos podcast. My name is John. I've seen The Sopranos a bunch of times. My two co-hosts have never seen The Sopranos. And we take it week by week and episode by episode and talk to you about it. And also try to find any little leftist themes in there that we can. I'm happily joined by my co-hosts as always. Uh, why don't you all introduce yourselves? I'm Rachel. I'm Ben. And when our powers combine, we create Gabagool and Roses. We all have biblical names. Did you ref- did you did you that realize that? That is true. Mm-hmm. We were all uh, raised in the suburbs. That's not true. Is it? I was raised in downtown Greensboro, pretty much. Okay. I was raised in eastern Kentucky. Like it wasn't really the suburbs because we weren't. We were not the herbs at all, just rural. This is good improv. I love no butt improv. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Because I thought. I mean, the Bible exists outside of the suburbs. Uh, It's also, you might be surprised to learn, it's also in eastern Kentucky. Is it? Is it now? Yeah. They got got both testaments the good one and the shitty one. Hold on. (laughs) Which is. (laughs) Which is which there? I'll let you decide which is which. <laughs> the love of Jesus let Christ does flow through my veins. Twitter, let us, let us know which is the good testament. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going badly, aren't it? Uh, okay. Okay. No, we're so funny. Yeah. Okay. And look, we have no reason to dick around on this one because this is a high, uh, high. It's a good episode. It's a great episode. High drama. Yeah, especially compared with the last episode. Right. Yeah. So let's um, fucking rock ass on this one. It's so good. Rock ass. So this episode that we're going to talk about is episode 11 of the first season, <laughs> which is called Nobody Knows Anything. Uh-huh. Ben is ready to rocket rock ass. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you uh, get us started? Okay, so this one starts in a uh, in a brothel. Uh, which, as you all know, uh, one of John and my favorite places to go to in Cuba. No. <laughs> we were tricked and we were taken to a brothel. <laughs> Was this on mic? Have we talked about Subscribe this? Subscribe to podcast? our Patreon to hear John and Ben tell this story. I don't know. Okay, so Polly is... Ben, you're the only one on the podcast who's been to multiple brothels. <laughs> Accidentally to both. <laughs> So, anyway, <laughs> all right. So Polly is sitting in a in a chair, uh, and he just got laid, I guess. Uh, and he's getting a massage from the madam, and suddenly there is a uh, a shriek and a yelp, and it turns out that uh, that pussy is uh, fucked up upstairs. He's got a fucked up back. Uh, they say somebody bring in the doctor, Doctor Mop and Glow, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, best bit in the... Is it time for Rachel's fetish corner? Or no, Rachel's kink corner, excuse me, already. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. <I've... laughs> we'll see. I'll, if it comes to me, we'll go into it, but keep so, going then. So it turns out that uh, the Dr. Mobbinglow is actually a, uh, what, dermatologist? Dermatologist. But he's there to render aid anyway. And uh, it turns out that... Uh, uh, Pussy has a bad back, and so they're going to help him out the um, help him out the brothel. They go down the steps slowly, uh, and let's see. Tony and Polly are there as well, and as they go down the steps, out comes Vin, 
who looks troubled. Um, and the madam goes back into the uh, to Vin's room with him, and uh, we go back to four days earlier. So what was going on four days earlier? Uh, Pussy is at uh, is hanging out at like a bar or something, um, and they're playing cards, and uh, the FBI busts in. <laughs> and um, they sweep the room. They find that the pool table is fake uh, or, like, I don't know, rigged up so that there's a bunch of guns underneath it. One of the guys, one of the FBI agents, leaves the door unguarded for a second. And <laughs> big pussy Bob and Sarah makes, makes a, a fucking for it. dash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does not get very far. I think he gets, like, half a block, and he sounds like he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And he gets arrested, uh, and Jimmy Altieri gets arrested, uh, and then some other bros get arrested. Uh, so the next scene is at the Bada Bing, and it turns out that is that is that our producer, our beloved yeah. producer? Okay, it is. She's sitting in the window today, and not in Rachel's lap. All right, here's how the episode goes. All right, so. So it's the scene of the brothel. That's it. That goes back four years. Then it's the arrest scene at, at uh, Jimmy's place. They go to the Bada Bing. At the Bada Bing, Uncle Junior tells Pussy, who just got bailed out, stop fucking running. We don't run around here. Uh, everybody's giving Pussy shit for uh, for not being able to run very far. But it's 10-yard dash. Right. Uh, and, uh, and so then I think it's the next scene after that where um, – where Vin calls Tony and right. Tony is right. pissed. Tony. Yeah. He's distraught. Yeah. Vin is very in his feelings um, in this episode. Um, he's very depressed. And when Tony comes to talk to him, um, he's like, no, hello. Hi, how are you? Which that is, that is very rude to do. You should not. Um, it's, it's a personal pet peeve of mine is when somebody will just like walk up to you and start talking to you. Um, like mm-hmm. a boss, for example, will just like walk in your office and be like, hey, the, we need this report by such and such a day. And it's like, hi, hello, how are you? Good to see you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Vin is right on this one. I stand Vin for for his uh, his courage to stand up to Tony. I have the for opposite. basic fucking etiquette. I have the opposite issue because my boss doesn't stop talking about her personal life and asking me questions about mine. And she doesn't, it like gets me from keeps me from getting work done Mm. but you know well there is a line between like chit chat and like uh just like niceties Mm -hmm. that's true Mm -hmm. basic fucking human decency uh and bosses as we know don't have any of that so Mm -hmm. uh vin has bad news for tony um he is going to uh reveal to tony that there is a rat in the organization and Ben, who is that rat? Pussy. Big Pussy, Bompensero, is He's wired for sound. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly by Vin. And Tony freaks the, the fuck out. The most trustworthy individual one has ever come across. Pussy. No, Vin. Vin, yes. Right. Uh, and Tony, Tony says that. He's like, I'm supposed to take the word of a degenerate fucking gambler. Uh, or a, a degenerate gambler with a badge. Uh, Vin takes uh, <laughs> offense to that later, um, but 
So yeah, uh, that's so Tony demands proof because he loves this man. He loves pussy, and he he loves pussy. <laughs> uh, uh, except in that one episode, hey. um, <laughs> uh, he loves pussy, and he he's not going to uh, to act just yet. He needs more information. He wants to know the wire is physically on him. He wants proof that it, right. someone saw it on him. Right. right. So so this so we go back to. Um, Carmela is having a party. They're having an open house, mm-hmm. and Carmela is is carrying a tray of delicious food. Uh, I am I was so hungry when I saw that food, and it looked uh, very good. Once again, the food on the show is so Italian good. chef's kiss. Wow. Yeah, and uh, she's on the phone with uh, with Livia, who is complaining about not coming to the uh... right. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh my god. Shinka is very on mic right now. She has so many opinions. <laughs> so, uh, Livia is not coming to the open house, and that pisses Tony off. And Tony, or, and, and here's brainworm thing of the week. In the middle of this party, uh, Carmela asks Tony to move the piano. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> so move the piano. Tony's like, okay, you know, that's a thing we do. And, and it just so happens that pussy is like right over there in the other room. And, and he makes pussy come over and he's like, help me move this fucking piano. And pussy's like, dude, I can't like my fucking, the back. way, he, the way he shuffles over is so sad and pathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks very hurt. Yeah. But we find out from Polly that he's not hurt. That's all in his friggin' head. Yeah, and what's the source of that? Oh, the doctor that he's also seeing told him that he's not hurt, which... what Doctors in this show are unethical. <laughs> They're very bad. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, that's a HIPAA violation right there, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. So anyway, uh, so uh, and, and this is why HIPAA is important because this doctor blabbing may get pussy killed. Yeah. So Tony is Tony is like is like really stressed out. Um, he he tells Christopher and and Polly at the house something's up with with uh, pussy, and Polly's like, yeah, he's not making his rounds. What the fuck? And uh, and Christopher's like, yeah, he's faded off them perks. God damn. Right, Shinka on yeah. mic. <laughs> She's wants some perks. So, uh, I guess what happens next? This there's so much going on in this fucking episode. Yeah. So then, um, after that, we go to Melfi, and Tony is talking to Melfi about Pussy's pain, being <laughs> Jesus about Pussy pain, uh, and whether the Pussy pain is real or not, and what sort of things could cause. <laughs> could cause that. Um, <laughs> Rachel is Rachel is torturing Shinka. We stand Shinka. Uh, oh my god! So, so Melfi uh, is okay. like Melfi's like, look, yeah, you can absolutely have physical manifestation of pain. Uh, you know, based on things that you're holding on to, emotional pain and. Uh, you know, such Guilt. as yeah, secrets. Secrets can weigh you down, and you know Tony's like secrets, huh? Hmm, damn. 
So Tony continues with building this case against Pussy uh, by going over to Pussy's house, um, and he brings some cannoli over, uh, and he sits Tony's down. Tony's cannoli. <laughs> yeah, we have an appearance from Tony's dick again, and uh, and he says to you know he sits down with with Pussy, and he's like, I know, you know, you've been sort of slacking, you know, you're not making your rounds, you're not collecting. Uh, what the fuck is up? Do you have anything to tell me? You know, we're family. We're friends. You have options. Do not fuck this up. And Pussy's like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about, man. But, okay, thanks. <laughs> like, let's <laughs> let's have some coffee and some cannoli. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so Tony evidently learns, from, you know, comes to the conclusion that, no, Pussy is indeed hiding something from me. And so he calls... Polly over to the bada bing and says uh pussy's got a wire and uh yet another our pussy <laughs> <laughs> my pussy so uh another appearance of the pussy bit and so tony is like look we gotta kill him uh but we're not gonna kill him until we are 110 percent sure that he's wearing a wire Polly, i want you to see the wire so what does Polly decide to do? This was actually very smart, I think. I thought so too. He's like he takes him to a Schwitz. Mm-hmm. What's a Schwitz? He... I know what this is. Okay. Do you know what a Schwitz is? Yeah. Okay. But I want you to say it. It's it's like a it's like a, it's like a steam room. It's different it's than German, a sauna. A sauna is warm and wet, and a Schwitz or a steam is room is dry. is warm and dry. That sounds great. It is great. My uh, tip to you, if you ever go to Vegas, is your first night when you get there, uh, you can use the spa. It's usually like 30 bucks with your hotel room, and you can get a Schwitz, and it's great, and it uh, completely re-energizes uh, you and gets you ready to go. And nobody is ever in the fucking spa at in Vegas, so it's usually empty. Why? Because they're... I don't know. Okay. Paul... Okay. So... <laughs> This is, tips. this is a really good scene because we see Polly's incredibly bad driving. Yes. And I believe that his car horn <laughs> sounds like It's the it's the Godfather. Yes. Okay. An amazing little detail. He takes him to the Schwitz, and he's like, "Cool, here's a towel. Get naked, baby." And uh, and Pussy's like, "Ah, no thanks, man." Uh, they're like in the locker room, and he's like, "No, no, no you're gonna. It'll be fun, you know. I'm buying. It's on me. Just you know, don't be weird, man." He's like, "Nah, I, I can't do it." And Polly gets all up in his face and is like, "Do it now. Take your fucking clothes off." And, I'm gonna take your fucking clothes off. And and pussy's like, dude, no, my doctor is gonna. You know, it's bad for my fucking blood pressure. I'll fucking croak. Get out of my fucking face. And he leaves. He's like, it's good for backs. <laughs> yeah. So. So that's foiled. Um, is that the extent of of Polly's investigation into? Uh, yeah, he's gone later. Um, and there's a bunch of tension about, like, where is Polly? But I don't think we know where he is. Like, right. Just that he's probably tracking pussy or whatever. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Meanwhile, Tony has Syl doing some research on Vin to figure out what Vin's deal is. Uh, And it turns out that Syl dug up uh, the current status of the accounts that he has with Pussy, and he is in deep with Pussy. And uh, Ooh, buddy, you couldn't do that one, huh? <laughs> so, uh, so he's he's like thirty thousand in the hole with pussy, and uh, <laughs> all right, in the uh, hole with pussy. It's not better. Than- <laughs> no, I'm checking out. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, and so, so Tony's like, look, okay, maybe Vin just wants to have uh, pussy whacked. Uh, that's, you know, that's a good thing, I guess. It's better than the alternative, which is maybe pussy's actually wearing the wire. So, uh, right. So this just creates, you know, so so it looks like Tony has built the case against pussy, and now Syl is just is starting to deconstruct that case. And um, and so the next thing we see is Vin in the shower at the brothel, and uh, the brothel gets raided, and he, yeah, um, it's a high high profile bust where there's like a a, a, a wise guy there, uh, a doctor there, and a detective in the force, and somebody else. Um, yeah, that's like the beginning of a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and so that's on the news and so uh Vin is on administrative leave for uh I guess going to a brothel. Yeah. And Vin says fuck it, uh I'm just going to check out. So he hurriedly you know drives through a a bridge through, through traffic. He gets waved through, clips his badge to his jacket and then just jumps off the bridge. Yeah, takes a header off the bridge. Um, and uh, we know that he has a good relationship with the madam of the brothel. Um, and we later see Tony go talk to her after Vin takes his header off the bridge um, to ask her about Vin. Because he's still trying to figure out what's Vin's motivation here, pure or not pure, but, you know, was was he actually trying to help us out or was he just trying to get pussy killed? Um, and uh, the madam tells him that he's... He's been depressed, and so here Tony sees another example of what depression looks like and can lead to. And hey, maybe, Tony, that's why it's not okay to call people degenerate gamblers, because gambling addictions are serious issues for people, and they usually uh, accompany other mental health issues. So maybe Mm -hmm. don't fucking do that. I don't know. Yeah, here's another Las Vegas tip. If you are a gambling addict, uh, stay away from Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you are already in the hole, don't don't try to get out of it. You're you're fucked. You're not getting out of the hole. I I mean, you should try to get out of the hole, but you should not try to gamble your way out of the hole. That's what I mean. You're trying to say yes. Yeah, (laughs) you should definitely repay your debts. Uh, Shadiest to least shady. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you are designed the, yeah, you won't win in the end. Mm-hmm. You can only lose. This is, this is an example of the gambler's fallacy, which means, uh, you know, if I keep doing the same thing over and over again, eventually my fortune will change. Right. So, uh, and it is a fallacy. And while I will fully endorse, uh, doing drugs on the show, I do not endorse, uh, gambling uh, 
and uh, especially uh, gambling addiction. Uh, it's 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 kind of it it can be fun, but it's mostly dumb. Anyway, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, I like gambling. If you are ever at a casino, give me a call. I will totally hang out yeah. with you. Yeah, no, I like gambling too. I don't know. <laughs> I've never gambled in my life. Come on, we're going to the yeah. casino. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go to Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Cherokee. <laughs> so. You know, still goes all the time. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he also comes to MGM a lot, and I see him here from time to time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's nice. Shout out to Yeah, why don't you clarify who you're talking about? Uh, no, I'm going to bleep his name out yep. as a person who we actually know. Oh. Who's real and um, has a business and a family. <laughs> <laughs> That's a couple of businesses. What? Y'all are friends with a business owner? He's yeah. not a businessman. He's a businessman. He went okay. to Cuba with us. He That's did. wild. He passed out in a bar in Havana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were afraid we were going to get a drunken disorderly in Havana, and everyone was just like, no, no, it's fine. He can just sleep. It's okay. Whoa. And we were all freaking out, and they were like, no, no, it's fine. Just let him sleep. And we're like, great. Anyway, so then, so then after uh, Vin kills himself and Tony does more recon, um, he gets he gets a piece of, uh, more information about Vin's state of mind. Where the madam says, "Look, as long as as you know, as long as he's in Tony's corner, he's going to be okay." So, I think Tony takes that information to be like, "Look, I got to stay cool with Tony. Give Tony a reason. You know, act like I'm coming out with." some important information i think i don't know if he made a, mm-hmm. a, a mistake or what um but i think that this ties back around to the first scene of the of the show of this episode where um they've gone and seen uh pussy without a wire or without a shirt on and no wire or anything they help him up and mm-hmm. put a rope on him and get him out and, and vin has come out and they have you know, they've confirmed, you know, they're not like fucking wailing on pussy, but uh, they're helping him. So that sort of indicates that no, actually, pussy isn't the rat. He's not wearing the wire. But then again, why would you wear a fucking wire to the to the brothel? Right, <laughs> right, right. Where, you know, you're going to be taking off your clothing. That's kind of the idea. Some maybe so. not for some people. Rachel's <laughs> corner. Some people like to fuck with their clothes on. That one guy, he likes to put on, like, a shower cap and, like, yellow gloves. Yeah. You know, good for him. Yeah, but the madam tells tells Tony that he's that Vin was depressed and also that, like, Tony, like, he was kind of a fan of Tony's and kind of respected Tony. So, I, I don't know. The, the the What I came away with that was, like, Tony believes Vin a little bit more now because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next thing is, uh, is Jimmy April or not Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Altieri. Altieri. Is that next? Yeah. He shows up at, um, at dinner at dinner. Yeah. And Tony goes down to the basement to talk to Jimmy Altieri. And he's very surprised that Jimmy is home, uh, so soon after being arrested, especially since he was out on parole, uh, had a firearm with him and was hanging out with other known felons. Uh, ben, how does that usually go when you are out on parole? Mm. Oh, um, you're usually held without bail. Uh, <laughs> you are, you, <laughs> you, are uh, you are snatched up and you are not getting out. It doesn't matter how much money, at least, like, especially in the 90s, fuck, you're going to fucking, you're, there's no chance of, of getting bail, or let alone here in 2020. I, I don't care how um, 
how progressive the prosecutor's office is, they're gonna they're gonna say, nope, fuck that. We gotta we gotta get this guy off the street. And so Jimmy is back very soon, and he starts asking Tony very suspicious yeah. questions, very leading questions about like. What are you going to do about the money? And I heard the money has special fingerprint technology mm-hmm. on it and all this dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and t- Tony is now decided that Jimmy was the rat. And he's very careful not to answer any of the questions really at all. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and he, so he, he tells, um, what, like, Polly and Syl, um, he's not the rat, uh, that Vin got confused or his contact got confused because it was two fat fucks with dark hair. <laughs> Love it. Um, and so they must have mixed up Pussy and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. The fallacy that Tony is exhibiting here is that he believes that there's only one rat. Um, it could very well be uh, multiple rats, but he thinks there's just one. Um, and so, um, Ben, then what happens? Well, they end up at the pork store, um, and Tony confronts Polly and says, you know, or, you know, Polly shows up. It says, where the fuck is, where is Tony? All right, where's a pussy? And he's like, I have no idea where he is. And he says, you answer me like I'm Jesus Christ. If you lie to me, I, I you know, may your mother die of cancer, the eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough. Yeah, did you kill? pretty hardcore. Did you kill pussy? He's like, no. And so. But he can't find pussy. Pussy is missing. Right. Um, Story of my life. <laughs> Oh, all right, buddy. <laughs> These are not. <laughs> These are only going to get worse. <laughs> like, uh, so anyway, he says, "I'm sorry, I roughed you up, Polly. Uh, Jimmy is the rat, and um, but now Pussy has disappeared. So, mm-hmm. sort of in on a cliffhanger of like, where is Pussy? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but then uh, we do have another uh, brief story uh, here at the end. Um, Junior visits with Livia. Oh, let's and let's we get some chest. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Go further back. Go when Carmela shows up. Yeah. Mm, right. Why don't you start us there? Because I don't remember it very well. So after the open house, Carmela shows up with some ricotta pie. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and says, "Hey, mom, I just you know just checking on you. Uh, also, can you please cut it out with this patron saint of self-sacrifice bullshit you do all the time because it's really fucking with your son's head. And I, a mother, know how much power you wield over your children, and I just want you to know that you're right. you're fucking him up. So just here to drop off the pie. You don't have to eat it." Um, you know, you can share it with your friends or with Junior, because I know he comes over all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Olivia goes, ah! <laughs> I don't... That's ridiculous! I'm not allowed to spend time with my husband's brother! She's bonkers, like, high school level. Mm-hmm. I don't have any crush on him. That's exactly what I thought of, too. Yeah, yeah. he's very high school-y. Yeah, yeah, and Carmelo's like, dude, I'm not fucking saying that. Just I know that y'all are yeah. companions or whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah, she says there's nothing wrong with companionship. Ben, I don't know this. How do so uh, Johnny Boy Soprano is dead in Catholicism? Could she then? Is she then free to date, or is she still tied forever to the corpse of Johnny Boy Soprano? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, there is a difference between Catholicism and Mormonism, and this is one of the distinctions. I don't know. So, yes. 
She can she can see other men. Okay. Okay. Until death do us part, right? I guess that was a dumb question. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So yeah, but she but but she would never. Never. So she she takes offense. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, Tony drops by with some CDs. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna talk to his mother, but she's missing from her room. She's evidently out at a aqua therapy class, and he's <laughs> he's pleased to hear about that that she's actually interacting with other people and getting involved. Um, and the and the therapist or not therapist the I guess the administrator is like yeah she's doing a lot better you know she gets excited when you know uh, when Junior comes over to visit. Uh, you know, she's in a better place with this world. <laughs> He's like, what, this or Neptune? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good joke. Tony's funny sometimes. He he was very funny. These these two episodes, he's been pretty good. The yep. pranks on Kuzumano are oh, so good. So good. Yep. Anyway. And so, uh, so the meeting inter- you know, is interrupted by a, a phone call that the administrator gets. And he's like, okay, just let her know. Uh, we sold the house, bye. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, drops off the CDs, drops that bomb, and runs. Uh, which, you know, not a smart move at all. No. So, uh, so then we see, uh, we see Livia just indignant, because apparently she's found out now that her son has sold her house. Junior's there to visit, right. and even Junior is like, "What the fuck did you expect to do?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so she's still hoping that she's going to get out of Green Grove, though. Maybe I don't know. It's weird. So this is a very very critical scene here. Uh, Livia says, "Look, all these guys have moved their mothers into this nursing home. Uh, Johnny Sack, uh, Jimmy." Jimmy, did Jimmy do it? I think Jimmy did. Yeah, Jimmy Altieri. And Larry Boy Barisi. Larry Boy Barisi. Yeah. yeah. So all of all of their mothers are in here. Uh, they're all coming here to meet with us. Or she doesn't say that, rather, but she alludes to it, which would be, you know, consistent with prior uh, activity, such as you know, taking their daughters to the, to the fair or whatever. Right, right. Uh, where they're going to meet and overthrow Junior. And Junior is... Not having it, he's he's got to retaliate. He thinks that this is their end move, and right. this upsets Livia because she doesn't want to see her son killed, or does she? Right, and and, and you see Lydia Livia again being like made of fucking riddles. Like she never oh speaks God. clearly about like what she wants. It's always sort of like manipulative and. Just like planting little seeds, little kill my son seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, so then um, after that, we go to Mikey Palmisi's house, uh, and some guys are telling Mikey Palmisi, the hit is on, baby. We're going to kill this motherfucker. And Mikey is bragging to his uh, his wife or girlfriend. Yeah, I think they his were wife. married. <clears throat> yeah, about, um, I'm about to get a come up, and Tony Soprano's going to get dead. And, uh, and yeah, so that's where we leave the end of the episode with that cliffhanger. Where is Pussy, and is Tony going to get got? Yeah, and it is a great, great episode. I don't think we talked about it, but I was a fan. This is the 
This is a much needed, tightly wound action adventure over the last two sort of sprawling, weird episodes that we've had to sit through. Yeah, there was a lot of drama, but also there was a lot of good, um, I don't know, diving into to the characters and the culture. And I I have two, two themes that I've noticed in this episode that have been reoccurring um, because I was an English major for a few years, and so this is how I think now. <laughs> um, but so one is mental illness and addiction, and that we see in uh, several characters. It's Pussy. Uh, he's addicted to Percocet, mm-hmm. we find out. Um and Vin, who is depressed, and both, you know, everybody in this show has childhood trauma that they talk about. Um, well, Vin's a gambling addict. Right. And he talks about how his parents were, you know, his father was abusive to mm-hmm. his mother. Um, and so there, there is some really good kind of complexity given to characters in this episode. Um, but, <laughs> and this leads into my next theme I noticed... The complexity is mainly given to the, again, the white guys. Um, The women, the female characters in this show are consistently getting fucked over. Um, They're used as tools. So just like you were talking about, Ben, the, the girls were taken to the carnival so that the fathers had you know, a a story so that they could do their work. Now we're seeing them, um, you know, a different generation, but using their mothers in the retirement community to get their shit done, Mm -hmm. Um, putting all of them in danger uh, when they do this. Um, But also there's this juxtaposition of um, the brothel, which I thought it was interesting because I, before these last couple of episodes, had never seen the brothel or heard of it. No, it's new. I think it's like sort of revealed in the yeah. last couple episodes. Yeah. So you've got the brothel and you've got, you know, Vin who starts talking about how he, uh, the madam of the brothel is an honest woman and they have this great relationship and she takes care of him. And then he still fucking slut shames her. Right. And it's like, I wouldn't fuck the, you know, I wouldn't fuck these, these women because they are, they're classless. And it's just like, fuck you. So all he cares about in this woman is that she's his therapist, basically. Basically. And his mother. And his mother. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of rich stuff here about mothers in particular. Yes. Carmela goes into it. Livia, these women who have immense power, um, even the 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 madam of the brothel who's essentially a therapist. And then we get this line, she says, who wouldn't want to sleep with their shrink? Mm-hmm. Uh, which ties right into Tony's fucking issues right. with his therapist and mommy issues and all that. So there was a lot of rich stuff there. Um, but it was kind of on the sidelines. I, I, I saw sort of like this was like a snowball episode where one incorrect piece of information or one assumption made made by Vin and then one assumption made by Livia, which, you know, I don't know if either of them are correct. I don't think that either of them are correct, but both of them lead to just amazingly troubling circumstances for these characters you know their 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 inclination to disbelieve everybody else and 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 see that there's trouble afoot um 
I, I thought that Junior, when he, you know, when Livia was like, I, they're all meeting here, which I don't think we've actually seen any reference to Tony meeting at the nursing home with anybody. Uh, no, I think there's been a there's there's the one scene where we see Jimmy Altieri talking about moving his mother in. Yeah, but I mean they're not there like doing anything. In fact, the Capos mm-hmm. met to say, okay, we're just going to put Junior at the top and let him get fucked, right? Yeah, we we still usually either see them at the pork store or more commonly at the Bada Bing. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's maybe a production thing and they just. It was harder to get the nursing home. I don't know, because because I don't. Olivia does make it sound like he's there all the time, but yeah. maybe she's lying to Junior. I think that's what it is, because I, you know, okay, I, I, I think she's making the assumption that they're all there based on what how she knew Johnny Boy and all them acted back in the day. You know, going to the carnival. Um, you know, I I think that she's stirring shit just to stir shit. And on the other hand, you've got or the other storyline, you've got Vin, who is running on, you know, secondhand information. He's not able to corroborate anything. He just has some has some hunches about where pussy was during some sort of raid. Um, You know, he doesn't have anything concrete, but he's passing it on. And this and these assumptions that are that are tenuous, but nevertheless believable, you know, end up having massive ramifications I, I imagine uh, one being pussy almost ends up dead and two there is now a, uh, a hit out for Tony and, and and these people just don't communicate with each other they don't tell each other what's important what's going on and because of that they're gonna they're gonna start in a war I bet and we're going to find out in the next few episodes. Um, it's Things are really heating up. We're, we're at the sort of the end of the first season. Um, I think the next episode is our penultimate episode. Um, and actually one that I'm not looking forward to doing. But anyway, and then uh, we'll talk about that more next week. Um, and then uh, and then our final episode of the season. Um, so, um, yeah, so the chess pieces are all being moved around here. Um, getting ready for the the season finale, um, and it's a high tension uh, episode for sure. Uh, one last thing to talk about in terms of of theme, John, you did a very excellent job explaining, you know, horizontal versus vertical leadership, uh, horizontal versus vertical organizing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I did an explanation. I won't. Uh, yeah. So thank you. The um, yeah, the thing that I want to tie in is, you know, Pussy was not there for the discussion among the Capos, right? With the big lobster dinner. No, not, not no. I don't think so. And so Jimmy was he? Mm-hmm. He's he's the guy who was like, "Look, we run a paramilitary organization here, right?" Right. So. I think that the discussion about who is going to be the um, who is going to be the leader and the dinner that they're going to hold for Junior when he becomes the leader, and the Feds knowing to show up at that and to do Sabrosa, I, I think that that is that is why Jimmy has to be the rat, 
right? I don't know. We'll see. No, it's a good theory for sure. Okay. Thank I you. can't respond to it. <laughs> I'm sworn to secrecy. As you know, we are a spoiler-free podcast. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's my guess. That's my hunch. It's got to be Jimmy because Jimmy was privy to the development. And so how is FBI going to know when and where to show up and and what to do? It's because Jimmy was there. Pussy wasn't. That's my thought. Well, I think those are all good thoughts. Thank you for... <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, Segway. Um, good thoughts. <laughs> uh, so no, I, I think I think it sounds like we all liked this episode. Um, yeah. So it seems to me like there really is like I feel like I could there are th- like two categories of maybe not maybe three but it's like there are episodes like this and like college where mm-hmm. it's like you're getting such good character development and mm-hmm. like really interesting themes and complexity but then there are episodes like the last one where it's just like what the fuck and it tends to depend on who they're focusing on tony or christopher (laughs) (laughs) if it's a christopher episode it generally sucks uh yeah it's about writing a screenplay or uh getting in the music business right um all right well cool so um all right interesting question on this one who was horniest this episode? <laughs> Polly. Yeah, Polly again. Because he, yeah, he's had a, a horny couple of episodes. Because he wants to see Pussy take his clothes off? or No, because he's at the brothel. But there's a lot of guys at the brothel. Yeah, but Polly's like, he even he was at the brothel when they were looking for him later. Like That's he, true. He has been, and, he's, and, he, and he hears Pussy cry out, he's like, ah, oh, another satisfied customer. <laughs> Uh, this is like cool, dude. He was giving. <laughs> I, love, I love to hear my buddy orgasm. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, I guess. Uh, uh, Rachel's kink corner. Do you want to tell us? Yeah, is I that mean, sort of auditory uh, voyeurism? Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is, John. <laughs> you're you're dead. You're dead on. Um, you know, maybe maybe we're gonna see these guys experiment with their sexuality more. Maybe they'll start getting into group sex. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Polly and Pussy uh, group sex. <laughs> Write us your fan fiction uh, at What Shakes Loose on Twitter. Do not send me anything. Absolutely not. But if you subscribe to our Patreon, I will write the script for a Sopranos porn parody um that's great i'm thinking now there has to be sopranos fan fiction out there oh i'm sure there is and reading sopranos fan fiction or passages from different sopranos fan fiction might be a good patreon i would do that feed mm-hmm. um can you imagine these dulcet tones <laughs> reading that shit out Whew. and then polly pulls down pussy's pants <laughs> It's impressed. And said your name's Pussy, but it doesn't look like you've got one. Oh, my God. Except oh. for that boy, Pussy. <laughs> um, this is a podcast. The podcast. This is my podcast now. <laughs> All right. Well, because Polly was weird, uh, yeah, Polly is definitely the horniest on this episode. John, who did you think was the horniest? Uh, no, I you. just... No, you did. When we got to his his auditory um, voyeurism, then yeah. I realized that yeah, he was 
he was extra hornier more than the other guys at the brothel. Um, I was thinking Dr. Scrub and Bubbles or whatever they call him. <laughs> um, but yeah, Polly's the better answer. Um, <laughs> Scrub and Bubbles. <laughs> Mop and Glow. Mop and Glow. Mop and Glow. I got the wrong uh, household cleaner. Um, <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, who do we stand this week? Um, I'm going to go first because I already said who I stand. It is, uh, once again, a qualified stand, but I do stand Vin because he stands up for uh, common fucking courtesy and decency and uh, saying hello to someone before you just go in on them and start talking to them. But also potentially trying to get an innocent person killed. Well, not innocent, but trying to get know. someone killed. Uh, but That's he true, is a, he is a, a hero cop who no, uh, <laughs> How uh, dare you. yeah, he's going to the pigs in a blanket convention at the end of the episode, which is sad, but, um, but I qualified stand for, uh, for Vin for standing up for decency, Rachel. Mm, I, I have to give it to, to her this week. Meadow. I'm going to stand Meadow. She has a very brief scene, but <laughs> what she does in that scene is she stands up for sex workers. And uh, Meadow is ahead of her fucking time. She is so smart. She says to Tony, this is so fucking stupid. It's the 90s. We are allowed to talk about sex. Right. And Tony says some dumb shit about how inside the house it's the 50s, which is so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Meadow, Meadow just deserves better i'll just say that but um i stand all right ben who do you stand yeah i mean this is a hard episode you know to pick anybody because everybody is just is just bad but i think in this episode uh i mean aside from meadow there's nobody to like Uh, you know you know vin is not likable the madam is not likable excuse me no go ahead um Tony is is ready to kill one of his best friends based on some fucking like three level hearsay. Like, what about Carmela? Carmela is confident. Her hair looks fantastic in this it episode. Does. She has a couple of updos like in the open house. Yeah, her hair is huge and it looks great. Yeah, uh, whoever was doing hair and makeup this episode, shout out to you. Because um, yeah, you killed it with Carmela. But I'm sorry, I, ben, I, I can't. I, I can't show. stand Carmela either because she shows up at the at, at Green Grove, and you know, very much to pick a fight with with Livia, just to just to poke the bear. I, I can't. I'm not going to stand that. So. I don't know if that's the right read, Ben. She's she's Livia is being a huge fucking pain in the ass for no reason, and Carmela is like in the nicest way possible, probably nicer than she should have been, is like, please fucking get a grip and be yeah. nice. Right, but, I mean, she's known this woman for decades. Like, she, it, it doesn't matter what she's going to do. She's going to show up there. She's going to piss this woman off. And, you know, she should know that it's not going to be effective. So I, I, I can't stand Carmella, but I guess I'm going to stand uh, AJ for resolving to play the piano more shout out uh, shout out to aj for uh aspiring to have a creative outlet um yeah that's good i i go into that that's a phrase that broke my brain part of the whole piano moving thing i think she said they'd only had the piano for four months and aj hadn't learned how to play it yet i'm sorry they bought a giant fucking baby grand piano and only had it for fucking four months when they didn't know how to play. Like, 
don't you start with like a keyboard or like a stand up or something like that yeah. before you get to that giant fucking baby grand? Yeah. But anyway, uh, that broke my brain. Uh, the whole thing with the piano is uh, fucking brain poison. Yep, yep, yep. I'm glad that that's a, a bit that we have now where we figure yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Brain poison of the week. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, every week we also do the dialectic, uh, where we pick uh, the thesis, something that we liked; the antithesis, something that we didn't like; and the synthesis, something that we loved. That is not how um, dialectics really works. You should read about it, um, <laughs> and not read about dianetics, <laughs> uh, or, as we discussed last week. Or diabetics. Uh, you can read about diabetics. As a treat. Uh, insulin is out of control in this country, y'all. Medicare for all. Uh-huh. Not insulin itself, but the prices of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Insulin literally is out of... Uh, the insulin in this country is not being controlled properly inside of people's oh bodies. Oh, my God. There they... you go. Fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Never argue with a fucking lawyer. God damn. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Um... So we're going into the dialectic. Um, something that we liked, something that we hated, and something that we loved. Uh, Rachel, would you like to go first? Sure, I would love to. Um, one thing I liked, I'm glad that you mentioned AJ Ben because he he gives us another good line, which is he calls <laughs> Monica Lewinsky Monica Kaczynski. Uh, <laughs> Uh, famous Unabomber and blowjob giver. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was just a cute fucking moment. I love those little moments. They're precious. Um, I think the writers, that's, that's a good little comedic beat that the writers use at least once an episode is someone says something wrong, uh, which I love. Very good 90s um, time capsule, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mon- yeah. Monica Lewinsky joke. Yeah. And a Ted Kaczynski reference. And a Ted Kaczynski, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what I disliked was, mm, well, I already talked about how I hated the way these women are portrayed, but that's kind of an ongoing thing. So one thing specific to this episode that I didn't like was Mikey Palmisi. He fucking sucks. He sucks so hard. He is the most hateable character on this show. He takes a bottle of water and starts pouring it into a fucking glass. That's stupid. And then he is... (laughs) And then he's so fucking rude to his wife. He's such a fucking asshole to her. Um, And I don't know her very well, but I think she deserves better. (laughs) I don't know her very well. We've only met a couple of times. Yeah. She definitely deserves better. Yeah. Anyway, so fuck Mikey Palmisi. Um, And then what I loved this episode was... Tony was kind of smart <laughs> and okay. I loved seeing Tony's scheming and he's kind of like he's he's a good investigator like he knew who to send out to do what like that's why he's a good mob boss I hate to say it he's not like that fucking guy in college who uh, asked two meth heads to, to right. do <laughs> some investigative mm-hmm. re- reporting or whatever he um, delegates wisely yeah so I really enjoyed seeing Tony's little little schemes. Right on, Ben. Uh, one thing I liked in this episode, uh, which is something that I want to create a new bit for as well, which is what are, what do we want in our mouths? 
so <laughs> so oh okay i see so like for example this episode it was that really awesome uh hors d'oeuvres on uh, yeah. carmela's tray and then the previous episode would be those cigars uh from <laughs> or the delicious food or... yeah yeah so put that in my mouth uh so, or Father Intentola's communion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a. I think that's a bit now. Okay. That's good. I like it. I put it in my mouth. Is a new bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so I liked. I liked the food in this episode. It was. It was very good looking. Uh, shout out to the people eating food. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one thing I. I did not like about this episode. Uh, I did not like. Uh, uh, the sudden interest in the madam that Tony had, uh, you know, he, he went over there, I think to cons, not to console the madam, but, you know, to just get information out of her. It seemed, it it seemed too transactional to me, uh, and devoid Mm -hmm. of empathy. Uh, whereas I think she was upset, you know, because one of her, not just good customers, but like somebody who was looking out for uh, had just passed. So I didn't you know, care for that too much. But uh, but something that I loved about this episode uh, was I loved the the um, the tenseness of the entire episode. It, uh, it this was there was a lot of suspense. It was thrilling. It was gripping. I actually stayed awake during this one. Um, that's good and that's pretty key <laughs> yeah so uh I, I really appreciated um just the the storytelling itself it was very good we have to close the window hold on okay <laughs> great so rachel what did you want in your mouth this episode <laughs> um hmm. wow <laughs> can i think on it jesus christ <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry. So John, the Ben asked me what I wanted in my mouth this episode. Hey, <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> I'm calling HR. Fuck HR. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, my sorry, I had to step away and close the window. <laughs> I have no idea what I'll get to find out when I edit. I guess. Oh wait, I know. It's what they were eating at dinner when Jimmy Altieri came over. That looked really good. It was like pasta and bread and salad. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my answer. Uh, Notice that AJ didn't have any vegetables on his plate. That fucking. I did notice that. I did notice that. <laughs> that's the kind of uh, attention to detail I that we love. I love him. Um, all right, so uh, my dialectic for this week, uh, the thing that I liked in this episode, even before we picked him as most horny boy, uh, I liked that we got more of Polly this episode, mm-hmm. and we're getting to see what sort of a weirdo he is, like a, a goofy weirdo. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I've said before, he's one of my favorite characters on the show, so I liked getting a little bit more Polly time this week. Uh, something that I disliked, even though he's my stand of the week, I disliked Vin's monologue. Uh, it felt very forced and yes. fake to me. Uh, and the writers have to do that because they have to make you sympathetic to Vin. Because um, they're going to kill him. Because they're about to kill him. And um, it was very much a, a last uh, a last stand, sort of a monologue, sort of like a, 
uh, the kind of monologue that marks a character for death. Yeah. Um, so um, I disliked that. I thought it was pretty contrived. Um, at, at the same time, it, like, it was well-written or whatever, and they have to do it, so it's understandable. <laughs> but blame it on the medium, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, something that I loved in this episode, I love the sort of, like, it's a slow burn episode that's, like, high tension. Mm. Um, so there's all this, like... It feels very like almost um, the stuff about pussy is almost um, cinema noir or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, film noir. And it's kind of like, uh, um, it, did he do it? Didn't he do it? Is he the rat? Uh, how are we going to like secretly find out this kind of stuff? Um, I don't know. I thought that was very cool. And I like I loved that part. Shinka, what was your favorite part? So. <laughs> Shinka. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, all right, John. What did your synthesis? No, okay. (laughs) What What did you want in your mouth this episode? Oh goodness, um, what did I want in my mouth this episode? This is the worst question. I know. Food. I don't know. The food. The food was good. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll do better. I don't have a. We'll find. We'll find more things Uh, in our mouth. Watch for it. Yeah, we have to watch for it. All right. Wasn't watching for it, so. Okay, so uh, next week. Wait, so what is what is nothing? Nobody knows anything. What is that a reference to? Uh, nobody knows anything. Oh yeah, we yeah our title references. So uh, that is said twice during the episode. Um, first by Polly uh, talking about uh, pussy's back problems. Um, nobody knows anything about it, uh, and then um, Tony. Um, talking about where pussy is at the end of the episode I, nobody knows anything i can't believe they blew out pussy's back <laughs> god damn it <laughs> been, okay uh, <laughs> rachel has put down her microphone she's getting her things she's leaving the studio i am creek slam 12 years Shit. old <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah, and so that's that's another thing. Like, fuck you. People do know shit about back problems. Shut the fuck up. Nobody knows anything about backs. Uh, <laughs> even the Jonas Salk of, of backs. backs. What does that mean? That oh, that line killed me. That's, that's brain poison as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. Because right. Jonas Salk famously... <laughs> Invented the vaccine for polio and gave it away to the world. So he's famous for those two things. He invented the vaccine and he gave it away for free. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> right. Is back guy doing? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is there is this just a Polly thing? Did they do this on purpose? Because Polly's always ridiculous. Yeah, it's probably the only famous doctor he knows or something. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess good on him for knowing Jonas Salk. Yeah, sure. I feel like that's some pretty uh, esoteric uh, trivia. Yep. Yep. Um, But uh, anyway, we are headed into the final stretch of season one, and the pieces are getting moved into place. Uh, Next episode is an episode that uh, I previously mentioned I'm not particularly looking forward to and we'll discuss why next episode no I but want a hint it's give us called, a little teaser mm, nope uh, I, I can't tell you what I don't like about it without giving things away okay um, so we'll have to find out on the next episode um, which is called Isabella um, that'll be the 12th episode of the first season um, 
Until then, uh, follow us at Pod Sopranos. Vote on our polls about um, which uh, who's the, who the stand of the week is, so that we can have a final closure and a definitive ranking. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to us on Patreon for behind-the-scenes photos of producer Shinka during the records, mm-hmm. <laughs> among other things. And watching me get brain poisoning when they say dumb shit. So that's where you can find us, and we appreciate you hanging out with us for another week, and uh, hopefully we will be back next week, uh, tech problems uh, aside. Uh, until then, please go to therapy, take your meds, and organize for the revolution. Love you. Love you. Polly pulls down Pussy's pants. <laughs> it's impressive. And said, Your name's Pussy, but it doesn't look like you've got one. Oh my God. Except oh. for that boy, Pussy. <laughs>